Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and thank you for tuning in to our Thursday night programming of Totally Driven Radio. <laughs> but why wouldn't you tune into the greatest show heard all around the world? <laughs> to get driven everybody it's time to rock and roll it's time to spread the philly rock as well as some new york city rock sprinkle it all together we're going to give you some philly driven rock tonight that's right my name is bay ragney and we're going to be previewing i'm super excited for the show tonight we're going to preview um our uh, our show we're doing friday night we're, we're uh, branching out we've decided to take it to the next level of totally driven entertainment um, we're branching out into the world of show promotions, concerts, and some other stuff we've got uh, up our sleeve or work on as well. Um, but the debut of our promotion, uh, promoting endeavors is this Friday night. Where else would it be but Philadelphia, South Street, The Tusk. That's right, the rock and roll living room itself, The Tusk, and our good friend and good host, Mr. Mikey Primadonna, is... Uh, Allowing us to do it there. Mikey is the freaking man. Longtime friend, love Mikey to death. And uh, I calmly and uh, I, I kind of break his balls too, where I refer to Mikey as like the mayor of Philly rock and roll because uh, he's one of the biggest supporters of it. And he's always trying to uh, find a place or a home, I should say, for Philly music. And, uh, you know, there's a ton of talent in this city. Um, whether it's Philadelphia, the, the surrounding suburbs, or even surrounding states in the tri-state area. Um, there's just a, a lot of amazing talent that deserves to be heard. And uh, we try to do that here at Totally Driven Radio and Entertainment. And, uh, you know, we do it for all genres of music, not just hard rock, even though that is where, um, you know, my heart is. It, it, it's there at hard rock, but... You know, we open the we open our speakers and our microphones uh, to the listening world of all genres of music. So you never know what you're going to hear, and that includes once we start doing some more live shows. But going into this uh, Friday night, we're gonna, like I said, we're going to be at Tusk, and we're going to be doing a uh, I thought it'd be cool like um, to do an unplugged show, um, unplugged rock show. I mean, everybody always goes out there. You support your local bands, and 
always hearing them with the marshals cranked and really rocking out. Well, something that I really just totally love and I respect even more is to watch um, whether it's one person or a whole band get up there on stage, stripped down, you know, no effects and stuff to hide behind, but just strip it down and acoustic and, and just pour it out from the heart. So that's what we're going to be doing with Friday night. And I think we got a hell of a show lined up. I really do. We got um, a couple of longtime friends of mine from the Philly scene. We have a, a new friend of mine from the last couple of years from uh, actually from New York City. Um, he's going to be making his Philly debut. Uh, and that's Crazy Rob, Rob Carlisle from the band The Compulsions, which um, I'm, I'm going to go out there on a limb and say you probably never heard of The Compulsions because that's like their biggest tagline. They're, they're the greatest rock and roll band that you've never heard. And many people have said that in, in reviews and stuff. And uh, a big supporter of their band, of Rob, is uh, Mr. Alice Cooper, who plays them a lot on his sh uh, radio show. Um, their last album they did, which was called Dirty Fun, it had uh, Richard Fortas and Frank Ferrer from Guns N' Roses on it, as well as uh, Sammy Yaffa from uh, Henry Rocks and uh, Michael Monroe's band. Um, amazing freaking album. Just a great gritty rock and roll album that Keith Richards would be proud to say. Um, so if you haven't checked it out, totally check it out. I'm going to play some tunes from it. He's been putting out some cover tunes as of late with uh, Bumblefoot. So I'm going to play some of that as well. And uh, we'll be talking to Rob later in the show. But coming up in the first uh, first two interview segments are the Philly Boys, the good friends of, uh, of myself and uh, probably everybody out there in the scene. That's going to be there Friday night and that are listening right now. And that's uh, coming up first. We got from the band Mach 22. Uh, we got Damien Monte Carlo, which uh, Damien, I mean, I think he's playing in five bands now. Every time I turn around, he's playing in a new band. And he's not just playing in bands here in Philly, he's playing in a band in New York as well. But his main band, Mach 22, they're going to be there Friday night. They're going to unplug it, they're going to play those tunes. And I can't wait to hear it. It's going to be some good stuff. And uh, it's going to be just a lot of fun. Just a lot of freaking fun. And uh, somebody who's actually close to Damien and has played in one or two bands with Damien is Mr. Danny Parcels, who uh, played in a lot of bands in the area, too. Uh, remember the, the original, I think it was the original lineup of the Prima Donnas, if I'm not mistaken, with Mikey Prima Donna. Uh, he's played in the, the Riots and Julia Twice with Damien. So uh, Danny's going to be playing. He's uh, put a band together there for a uh, little unplugged stuff for Friday night. So it's going to be cool. So uh, we're going to hear a lot of cool music. We're going to have a lot of fun. And uh, we're going to do it. I can't wait. We're going to do it totally German style. So, you know what? Let's, let, let me stop, like, babbling on. You get the point. You know who I am. I know who you are. What should we play first? Let's, uh, you know what? Let's play the band that is headlining, the one and only Mach 22. Now, uh, they did a cover tune. Uh, it came out not on their, their newest EP, but their previous EP, uh, and I just love this tune. They turned this tune in just an all-out freaking rocker, Mach 22 style. So are you ready? I'm ready. If not, you better get ready. Here they are, Mach 22.
That's right. You better be ready for Friday night. You better be ready. Because you know what? We're going to go someplace that uh, that Rob Carlisle and the Compulsion sang about on their last album. They sang about a place that was in New York City back in the day. But now, you know what? We're going to transform the Tuscans of that place this Friday night, and we're going to call it the House of Rock. Here they are, the Compulsions, the House of Rock.
right, everybody, there they are, the Compunctions and the House of Rock. And I'm trying to remember, Rob told me, I think the last time we had him on, I think that was about the old Lemoore in New York. It was about one of them classic clubs up in New York, but I think it was Lemoore. I forget. I'll have to ask him later on. But enough of the compulsions for now. we got to talk to our, our local hero, our local Rocky of rock and roll, the one and only <laughs> Mr. Damien Monte Carlo. What's going on there, Damien? Man, how you doing? Good, man. You like that? The Rocky of rock and roll. I like that, yeah. I, I do like That's that. That's a good one. Hey, hey look, man. <laughs> I'm going to start using you're that. You're the Italian, the South Philly Italian. You're out there in uh, the Rocky runs and all that stuff. Uh, I see what you've yeah, got going yeah. on. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, dude, like, uh, we haven't really talked in a while on the show. And always whenever you yeah, do come on the show, yeah, there's always, like, big things in that interim that happens. And yeah, the biggest yeah. thing uh, is uh, you guys playing Lincoln Financial Field opening for Guns N' Roses. Yeah, I know. It was pretty, uh, that was pretty wild. <laughs> now, the funny part is, like, people probably say to themselves, like, oh, man, it's rigged. It's fixed. You know, uh, like, these guys won again. But if anybody who's, like, friends with Damien and was watching the video he put up where they announced it, I mean – Unless you are getting an Oscar on the Academy Awards show tonight, yeah. like you can tell that was legit. Like the emotion that came out of you was awesome. Yeah, that was a hundred percent real. And and I wanted to, uh, I wanted to, to, you know, to tape that, to record that, my reaction because I always like in the heat of the moment, I always like kind of forget. Like I didn't want to ever lose that moment. Didn't ever want to forget that. So, man, I just could not, I could not believe it. It's like. Yeah, that was like 100% real right there. I, I was actually at work, <laughs> and uh, I was listening in on my headphones to uh, President Steve's show that morning, and uh, I was like, oh, you know, we'll be right back, you know, after this commercial break. We'll announce the winner. So I was like, ah, you know, I, I better go out in my car because I'm probably just going to flip the hell out or something. I don't know. I, I really didn't know how I was going to react. So, yeah, I just went outside in my car, and, I just, yeah, I was just like, like freaking out. Now, now when it, it. a situation like that, I mean, you guys have uh, you guys have won other ones where you opened for Slash before, and uh, I mean, you guys yeah, have other, yeah. opened for other big names. But a situation like that, like, what is like? I mean, you get announced as the winner. What's the first thing you do? I mean, do you start like texting the other guys right away or calling them or like is everybody calling each other? Like, I mean, it's got to be like pandemonium. Yeah. Well. uh yeah, right after that, you know, we were all, like, texting each other. We all have, like, this group uh, text thing that we, uh, you know, talk about band stuff. And so, uh, yeah, we were all, like, uh, like chatting back and forth about it. But our uh, guitar player, Rick, I think he was actually sleeping or something. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't find out until, like, later on in the afternoon that we had won. But, yeah, I mean, our our Facebook was blowing up. My phone was blowing up. Like, my no lie, my phone actually shut down. I wasn't getting any messages Whoa. for like two hours. I was like, what the hell is going on? You know, uh, don't people just care about me? Yeah. And I loved over here. <laughs> so uh, <sighs> so I, shut my, I shut my phone down and I turned it back on and like all these text messages and phone, missed phone calls started popping up. It was, yeah, it was, it was overwhelming. I mean, that whole entire week, I mean, they gave us, the contest was like a week long. I mean, we didn't even know that we were even in this contest. 
we didn't know anything about oh, really? it. And I had people. You no, know, I had no idea. I had, had like a few people uh, text me and send me messages through Facebook saying that, hey, you guys, I just heard on MMR that you guys are in this uh, Guns N' Roses contest. You know, congratulations. Like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, sometimes people hear things and, you know, maybe they misheard something or. So, um, yeah, then I had a, a few close friends, you know, actually get in touch with me and they said, yeah, this is, this is real. And they sent me like a screen capture of their MMR website with us in there. I was like, holy shit. This is real. Wow. And it just felt like that whole week leading up to it was, uh, yeah, it just felt like, uh, Man, it just felt like the whole city was behind us. Like they really wanted us to be, you know, the band that did it. And there were some, you know, some really great bands on there, uh, you know, that we were up against. But um, yeah, I mean, it was just uh, just felt like it was meant to be. Yeah, oh, totally, totally. And and there was like I, I remember like that whole week. I mean, I felt it myself. Like I can just feel like it felt like you guys were just riding on a total high that whole week. Like oh, you guys man. really were. Had the city behind you? Yeah, really. It, it really, it, it really did feel like like a Rocky movie. You know, like you know when Rocky's training, they announce him. They have the press conference with Apollo, and you know, and he's like, you know, people are behind him and everything. He's running down Ninth Street. You got all these kids following. That's how it felt like. Man. It felt like modern day version of that. Like, yeah, sure. it was great. Yeah, it was just amazing. Like that whole that whole entire week, like. I mean, the show was amazing, but like everything leading up to it was just—it was just like the greatest moment of my life. That's awesome. That is so freaking awesome, dude. Now, how about like? Yeah, it's just uh, amazing. I, 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 I was gonna say, like, I—I I know from talking from people that have opened for, um, you know, big bands on like the bigger stages and all, um, how different it really truly is playing like a place like the Electric Factory or a Wells Fargo Center, or something, something mm-hmm. like that where you're opening for a band um, compared to playing one of the local clubs in Philly. Like the, the difference level is just so um, by the way you're treated and you really don't yeah. load your equipment. Everything's all done for you. You got your catering. Yeah. Like, it's a whole other world. So when you're yeah. doing a stadium, is it like even more, like, is it a total another level beyond that? Yeah. I mean, it's uh yeah, you, you know where you got it, where you have to go. You know exactly where, what time you have to be there, and like like everything is like, you know, it's it's run it's run like a well old machine. Like, you know, we got there, you know, at a certain time, we had to meet somebody at the gate. You know, the guy was there that we had to meet, and he let us in. And then, you know, we we pull up in our van, and you know, Wolf Mother is right next to us. With they had like two minivans, and they're they're actually loading out their own gear. Those guys. And uh, we actually had like a, like a few guys helping us, you know, so we wow. somewhat professional, <laughs> you know, people that were actually eager to help us, you know. Um, so, um, oh, I'm yeah, sure you had people there. chomping at the bit. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, I'll help you for this one. Yeah, everybody wanted to help, but we brought, uh, I don't know if you know Larry, uh, Larry the Kid. He, uh, everybody around Philly knows him. He's been on tour with the fans. He's, uh, you know he he was a drum tech for for you know a lot of a lot of you know metal bands, Corrosion Conformity, and all these other bands. Uh, so cool. so many. So you know he's a total pro and he's been through this before. So so we got him and and uh, to help us and he was a huge help. But uh, yeah, I mean just being down there in the link, they turned that whole you know that or whatever you want to call. It. I'm sorry, it's like a little mini Guns N' Roses uh, 
city. You know, it's like right. You know, offices everywhere. You know, management, Guns N' Roses management. You know, you know, you know, Guns N' Roses catering, crew catering. Yeah, it was just it was just amazing. Wow. Now, did you guys get to see any of the guys from Guns N' Roses at all, or? Uh, when we got there, yeah, it's, that's like the, usually the first question people ask us: hey, Did you meet everybody, or you know, did you meet anybody in the band? But we didn't meet anybody. Uh, we, you know, we got there. We just there's like so much stuff to do. They were actually doing their sound check, and then when they got when they finished their sound check, they kind of like disappeared somewhere. They probably went back to the hotel or or whatever. But um, we saw them after the show, you know, like kinda like walking off stage, and but we couldn't even get anywhere near them. I mean, they had like uh, there was like security all over the place. But we we wow. did see we saw Duff like you know being whisked away and. You know, in his uh, like golf cart or something at the end of the night. But yeah, it was it was like so much going on. I mean, it was totally cool that we didn't meet anybody. We were okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you guys get to watch the the rest of the show from the stage? Rest of the bands, like? yeah. Well, yeah, they won't let us on the stage, but we had like all access, you know, anywhere else. I mean, we could, you know, we were watching like in the general mission pit area. But um, I mean, oh, me, nice. me personally, I was just I was like walking around, just you know, uh, trying to meet up with people, friends that had to come and see us and everything. Cool. Because I was already going to a couple shows after that. I was going to New York. Uh, I had tickets for a New York show like uh, the weekend, and they actually hooked us up with tickets for the other New York show. So oh, that's uh, cool. I, I went up. Yeah, so the, the first New York show I went up by myself, and then the second one, uh, the whole band went up. And they gave us backstage passes and everything. Nice. That's awesome. That's really but yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was it was incredible. Yeah, it was incredible. So now, right now, you guys are entered into the. There's a Bon Jovi one going on. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's um, it's not really like a voting contest. Although, I mean, it, you know, people could vote through their likes. Um, you know, if there's a video that's posted, and uh, you know, if you like the video, I mean, we have. I think we're up to like 1,800 likes right now, but uh, I'm sure that we'll definitely get the attention of, you know, the powers that be, but it doesn't actually say that we're going to win. But, uh, right. yeah, I mean, I'm I'm feeling really good about it. You know, ho- hopefully, uh, you know, we get some more luck <laughs> thrown our way, <laughs> which I, I think that's going to be announced within the next uh, week or two. Yeah, that, so, like, that, that one seems weird, though, like the way they're doing it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's hundreds of bands in each city that have yeah, that thing. So I mean, I I guess they're looking at it. I mean, they're definitely looking at every single one because I've I've been watching it really closely. I've been looking at the winners from the previous cities, and like some of these guys only have like five likes on their page or on the what? contest. Yeah, like maybe really? like a one band might have a hundred, so it doesn't really matter how many likes you have. They're at, it seems like they are really looking at the bands and seeing if they're going to fit. So like when the first round, the winners like for the first five shows, I was like, ah oh, man, like it's all like kind of like folky kind of rock or acoustic, you know, like real like poppy stuff. Like, right. I, mean, I don't know. It's not looking too good. But then like the second and third round, like there's been some heavier bands. So it's uh, wow. yeah. It's made us feel a little bit better about it. So maybe you know, the nation is aware of this, and you know we have you know a pretty decent following around here. So hopefully it works out. You know we get that one. That'll be that'll be you know amazing. 
Yeah, I guess that, that's like the the triple crown then, wouldn't it be? <laughs> oh yeah, man. And you know, honestly, that's like uh, when I was a kid, my three favorite bands were uh, Guns N' Roses, Bon Jovi, and and uh, Cinderella was the other one. They're like you know the, the big three for me when I was growing up. So I mean, I saw I'm still a huge Bon Jovi fan. That would be amazing. Yeah, oh, totally. I, totally. I think I would just retire after that. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like at that point you're like, all right, no, like, what more in the music business can I do? Like, I don't, you don't have to worry about the album sales no more because nobody sells albums, so you're you're yeah, you're yeah. covered there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's right. just like, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, next, I mean it, to go on tour with a big band would be, you know, would be great. I mean, um, you know, Bon Jovi or whoever said, hey, you know, you guys were awesome. You want to come out and tour with us? Yeah, that would be great. But sure, I mean, um, I try to be a realist. <laughs> you know, chances that happen, I don't know, but you know, okay. it would be nice to, uh, you know, have it pay off and you know somebody pick us up. Yeah, you know, I mean, the thing is, if the records aren't selling anymore, but you still want to get signed with like a management company because they could do things for you that you can't do as an individual. I think you get on, you know, magazines and. You know, they could get uh, press for you and, you know, and stuff like that. So, it, it, dude, I'll tell you, and uh, like I, the people that are like involved with my show and the network and all, and even my wife who like show them like every day the emails I get, like it, it, it's insanity. Like all yeah. the different managers and PR people that I deal with every day. Oh, I mean, dude. I'm getting like a dozen a day easy requests for to play their music or to do interviews and this and that like uh you know it's just insanity there's so many bands out there and the scary part is there's really so many good bands out there that's the even scarier yeah. part yeah yeah and i see you, you see that it's like you know even bands that are out there touring and that are signed uh you know well known like there's not too, not too many good ones, you know. Like it's right. hard for me to, to find right. like a really good band that I'm blown away. Like, like once you know, maybe I might hear like like one or two bands a year, like that really blow me away. It's not like how it was before. Not to sound like, you know, like a jaded old dude or anything, but it's just the truth. But a, a big problem of it too, a lot of the bands they all kind of like. That's the big problem nowadays. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. all have their little niches of genres, and they uh, they all sound very similar. Yeah, I mean it's hard it's hard for me to tell them apart. You know, it really is. I mean, uh, in every genre of music, really, it's just uh, yeah, oh, totally. I don't know. I mean, I listen to MMR a lot when I'm driving around, and you know, I don't hear you know too many good new bands. Like they all sound the same. Like now, now it seems like there's a lot of bands that are trying to sound like. Uh, uh, like the White Stripes are all doing like this Jack White thing, you know, like, I don't know, was this uh, Kaleo or something? Like, it sounds like, like <laughs> Jack White. Uh, they're they're oh, going to play it on MMR a lot, and I don't know, I just, I can't tell them apart. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I can tell Mach 22 yeah. apart. I can definitely tell you guys apart. Oh, that's good. Good, I mean. Which you uh, guys have, uh, I was going to say, you guys put out a new EP recently. Yeah, came out uh, January 13th, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Put out three, uh, yeah, three tracks. 
uh, actually four tracks total, uh, but one of them was sort of like an alternate track um, of one of the tunes that we did. But, yeah, we recorded them. Uh, the original plan was to put, put, put out like a song in September and do like another one in October, another one in November. Um, okay. But we just decided to release them all at the same time, which we got finished everything uh, like in December. So, yeah, Friday the 13th in January seemed to be uh, a nice date, easy to remember for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and the, the, I guess the first single video stuck on my head. Great tune. Um, now, the, the video, I, you guys shot that at um, World Cafe Live. Yeah, World Cafe Live and uh, the Electric Factory when we played with uh, in November. Oh, okay. okay. I was wondering yeah, where so like, the crowd shots and all were from. Yeah, yeah, the crowd. Yeah, that crowd was from. Actually, there might have been some crowd footage from uh, World Cafe Live, but I think most of it was from the Electric Factory. Okay. Yeah, that was with. Nice. Uh, yeah, that was the Brett was one. And another uh, another uh, national that you guys opened up for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we did it. We did Airborne. <laughs> We'd open up for Airborne in in New York. That was uh, that was in October. Um, what else did we do? Yeah, Brett. Then we had uh, World Cafe Live. It was uh, it was a pretty nice show. It was like an MMR show. And uh, yeah, we're just hoping for uh, you know for some more stuff for for this year. The Bon Jovi would be great. <laughs> Absolutely. Keep that momentum going. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's play. Yeah, uh, let's yeah. play "Stuck in My Head" for everybody. We'll do that now, and then we'll come back yeah. and we'll talk a little more. Find out what else is going on with you guys. Uh, what else you're up to? And and, and I want to I want to get do a roll call too, an official roll call of all the bands you're in. And uh, yeah, we'll play oh. some more music and we'll talk more and we'll get ready for Friday night. So we'll be back in uh, three minutes. In that time. Here it is, Mach 22, stuck in my head.
Dude, that tune's got such a freaking groove to it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love that one. Uh, that is a good one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the video, I mean, it, with all the uh, the live and the crowd, I mean, it's perfect. All just yeah, worked together. Yeah, I like well done. Yeah, thanks. But now, people do not know this, and which I'd be highly surprised, but I mean, in in more, correct? What was that? Uh, you're broken up a little bit. Well, I lost you. You there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here now. Okay. So you're playing in multiple. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. Just trying to uh, just trying to keep busy. Now, I mean, you're playing in. I saw you. This is the one that really surprised me. I saw you're playing in a band that's up in New York, and I was like, "Well, now how the hell are you doing? That's got to be a hard one to do." Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I met those guys. Well, a couple of guys in the band I, I actually knew, um, but the uh, the singer guitar player I met uh, when they they played the Tusk about a year ago, and uh, I thought they were really good. And they and, and uh, the the guitar player, the other guitar player I'm friends with, he. Uh, he told me that, you know, the guy was just a fill-in, and they were kind of looking for somebody, and uh, I wasn't really doing much at the time. Um, you know, so I told him, hey, I mean, I'd definitely be interested, you know. So, um, yeah, I was talking to the singer, and, uh, you know, and everybody plays in different bands, so it's not like their main project. So it wasn't, like, very time-consuming. It wasn't uh, high-maintenance. Gotcha. chance. So that, that kind of, like, really appealed to me, and... Uh, you know, I I don't take on things that I can't handle as far as uh, you know, time and all that stuff. So um, yeah, yeah, we're you know we we do gigs maybe a couple months and we just rehearse like maybe a few times leading up to the gig. So it's not really time consuming. And uh, yeah, I mean uh, the bass player Eric Jake, he's actually the singer from a band called Wild Street up in New York. Uh, the lead guitar okay. player, Jester, he actually plays guitar uh, with uh, Rachel Lauren. And uh, he was actually, uh, it, and I don't know if you saw the uh, HBO show Vinyl, he was actually uh, Sylvain Sylvain uh, from the New oh, York really? Dolls. He, he played him. Yeah, and, and the singer-guitar player, he was actually in the in that show also. He was Johnny Thunders. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so I, I mean, everybody plays in like multiple bands. I think they play with AC Slade and his band, and I think uh, uh, they're on Wild Street. So everybody has like different projects going on, so, and and music's a lot of fun. It's like right on my alley. It's kind of like uh, Hanoi Rock, kind of <laughs> rock and roll, that kind of stuff. Cool, very cool. So all right, so there, the, the main one is Mach Twenty Two. Then you got the, the right. they're the nasty things, and then right. you're playing. You're playing. Did I see you're playing now in the Pat Benatar like tribute band or something too? Yeah, yeah. Uh, been playing with that since uh, I think like August, but we haven't done any gigs yet. Just kind of like you know building up the uh, you know the song selection and all that. But we do have our first gig I think uh, March 11th in okay. New Jersey somewhere. I think Hot Shots. I think it's called. But uh, yeah, we have a couple other gigs after that. But yeah, and then uh, I played with Mikey and the Prima Donnas. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. So you, is, I, I knew you had played the one show with them. I didn't know if you were in in there. Or yeah, or? I did. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been 
doing quite a few gigs with him. I mean, and that's not like a high maintenance band either. Like he might do like maybe four or five gigs a year. So, so I do that, and uh, yeah, and then you know whoever else calls me, you know, (laughs) if I'm available, I'll do it. (laughs) Always looking to stay busy, and you know, I mean, uh, the truth is, I mean, if Mach 22 was you know playing all the time. Uh, you know, I would just, I wouldn't be able to do anything else, but. Now, I mean, what, what what if that happened? Like you get the call from somebody, like you were saying earlier, if you you had the call to go on tour with somebody, I mean, what then? It's just like, all right, like, hello job. I got to put you on hold. And everybody else is like, all right, I'm going out for a couple months. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, all, it all really depends on if it's if it's it's got to be worth it, you know. It's uh, you know, and um, you know, we're all at a certain stage in our lives where we have we have and bills and mortgages to pay, and you know, so it, it, you know, it's got to be it's got to be worth it financially for us, and uh, you know, and not even. I mean, I had vacation time, so I could you know, I could take take some time off from work if need sure. be, you know, but you know. It has to be worth it. I mean, even the big bands aren't doing like tours anymore. A lot of these bands are doing like fly dates where they just fly in on the weekend and yeah. we're doing like weekend, little extended weekend tours. That seems to be like the way and we've done that in the past. You know, we've also gone out for like a week or a week and a half. I think that was like the longest we've been out. But yeah, I mean, that has to be, you know, you have to make some money, you know at least break even it's not sure. it's really not worth it yeah it's a it's a wacky business it really is yeah i mean we'll cross that bridge when we get there hopefully, hopefully <laughs> we get there but, uh, uh, you know yeah so, all right so what, know, keep them busy. what about uh are you guys working on more new music as well to do another ep or just going to yeah, do some shows well, yeah, for the time being yeah, that, that is the plan. I mean, we have, I think we have about four or five more songs, uh, pretty much ready to go. So I think we're going to try to to get, uh, you know, at least the music recorded, you know, within the next month or two, uh, and then hopefully nice. put something out before before the summertime. And then when, when we get those four or five songs recorded, I think we'll put the three from the EP that was released. Uh, Working off the clock, I think we'll put them all together and make like full length album and actually put like a uh, have like a physical release. Nice. Because the EP that we just we just put out was only digital. Oh, okay. It's only okay. On iTunes and Amazon, and it's available on Spotify, but uh, there's no physical copy of that. But you know what? That's more, more that's what they're doing. I mean, that's what the bands are doing more and more. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's good to have physical copies for shows, but, you know, it's it seems to be the way, you know, it's, I, you know, I don't I don't remember the last time I bought an actual CD. Hey, you want to know something fucked up? I'm going to tell you this one. I, I went today and I was out, uh, I was hitting like some local record stores and music stores and stuff like that down in my area, putting out flyers and all. And I'm in this yeah. one record store and uh, I was picking up some vinyl, I grabbed a couple albums and they had a CD section show. I'm scrolling through real quick, and I pick up a Motorhead CD. And uh, I just got done before we went live. I got done my dinner and all, and I pulled my uh, albums out of the bag. I pulled the CD out, and I was going to go uh, 
uploaded onto my iTunes, and I opened the CD up, and there's no freaking CD in there. I was like, you motherfucker. Really? Oh, yeah. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> so now I know where I'm going yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Go scream with somebody. Yeah. So. But Friday yeah, night, it's it a like big a one. Download code or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, looking forward to Friday. Yeah, looking forward to that. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna I, be fun. Would... And you guys, you said you hadn't done a, an acoustic show in like three, four years. Yeah, last time we did one was, uh, I think I, when I first joined the band back. Uh, almost five years ago, we did we did an acoustic show, and, uh, and it was a lot of fun, man. I I, I love doing that. I, I love seeing like heavy bands or uh, you know hard rock bands stripping it down and doing like acoustic shows. I used to love watching the MTV Unplugged shows, and you know yeah. around that time, a, a lot of bands were you know incorporating that in, in their sets and and stuff like that. I, I really love that stuff. It really just shows, you know, it just really shows uh, you know how great a song. You know, really is. You know, when you strip it down, there's nothing. You know, nothing left. Just kind of bare bones, and you can really appreciate it. Uh, so I, I've sure. always liked to do that stuff. And uh, yeah, this yeah, opportunity I, came along, and so. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. I mean, the way you just said, um, like you can hear the, the, the how much better that song is when you hear it uh, done like that. I, I heard. I had the chance to go see um, Stone Temple Pilots, uh, Scott and Dean DeLeo. They did a thing right. for Christ YSP years ago. Yeah, and it was like a thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got to go to it, and um, it was just uh, what was the what was that album called? Four with a star on it, I think. I forget. Yeah, that was but a it was good one. Yeah, yeah. They did a Sour Girl unplugged. Hearing him mm-hmm. do that ten feet away from me, like I gained a whole new respect for Scott Weiland. He was truly yeah. an amazing singer. He really was. Yeah, I remember hearing that that song in particular, the uh, that acoustic radio version uh, that you're probably talking about. I remember hearing that and, and you know saying it was such a good song. Yeah, you really appreciate that. I mean, you hear the vocals and yeah. and there's going to be some imperfections too, which I, which I think is even know, better. That's just yeah, it just makes it. That's what rock and roll is all about. This, you know, there's going to it's not perfect. Uh, you know, you hear the little. You know, little scratches in your voice and stuff. It's just, uh, yeah, it just makes it really organic. Yeah, like totally. That. Yeah, you know, when I uh, when I was talking with Mikey to, to set a date for a show, I uh, I said, all right, well, I'm, I'm, let me come down there and like I I think I have a date, but let me let me come down because I, I hadn't been to Tusk yet, so I went down and I check it out, and I'm right. like, this. I mean, if you haven't been there, it's literally like a rock and roll living room. I mean, it's and I was, and I said to myself, I'm like, this is more of a place for an unplugged show. Like, I can see more unplugged stuff here than full out electric, which they do. I mean, I was down there last night; yeah. and they were having four bands pounded out. But I was just like, man, right. I, I think doing an acoustic show here would be so friggin' cool. Yeah, it, you know, every, you know, it's got the wood floors and everything, and uh, yeah. I've, I'm, I think I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of bands do acoustic stuff there. Uh, I've been hanging out there a bunch of times, but it does seem like a really acoustic room, or like a straight up, uh, you know, really loud, sweaty, packed punk bar or something. You know, it's, it can go either right. way. Right. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's gonna be a good time, man. I'm lo- I'm really looking forward. Oh, to Oh yeah, yeah. It's gonna now, be great. 
Yeah, and it's, he's really he's really building it up. It's, you know, it's past few times I've been there, it's been like jam packed. Yeah, and uh, you know he uh, I think he got like a you know new sound system in there, so it sounded a lot better. And yeah, it's just, it's always a good time there. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So um, now what type of tunes are you guys gonna be doing? Any covers mixing in there to to throw people off or surprise people? Or we might do uh, yeah, we might do some. We might do a couple covers. Uh, uh, we might have a couple people come up and uh, and and guest on some on some stuff. Uh, nice. Yeah, but it's it's going to be yeah we're going to be doing mostly our stuff, uh, our own original stuff, which will you know will definitely sound uh, different. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so, yeah, so you guys uh, songs that would sound good doing that, but uh, yeah, we have a good, you know, a pretty good set of uh, songs that'll sound well acoustically. I can't wait. So everybody, Friday night, be down at Tusk, unplugged, Mach Twenty Two. It's gonna be a freaking, yeah, be great. Yeah, it's gonna be a great show. So yeah, all right, we'll give you know uh, the Dan Parcells band and. Uh, and, yeah, uh, from the compulsion. So I've, I've never met before, but uh, yeah, our circles have have crossed paths. Uh, I always hear his name when I'm up in New York. So it'd be cool to finally meet him. Yeah, he's a he's a good dude. He's a really good dude. And uh, I I would listen in later on because it, he'll probably be like blasting people and ripping people and could be Guns uh, of Roses just ripping on. Yeah, it could be, it could oh, get dude. interesting. <laughs> you never know what Rob's gonna say. Yeah, um, I'll be sure to listen. But, <laughs> so all right, so I have uh, I got one more tune queued up before I let you go. I got go ahead queued up. Uh, will we, will we hear this one unplugged on Friday night? Uh, I think so. How about that? I think we will. Very cool. Very cool. And this one, you guys actually did this on uh, and you filmed on the roof in Upper Darby. Am I not? Am I uh, correct there? Yeah, yeah. I, I think you knew the location. You knew that it was Upper Darby before we even said anything. You're, you're from there, right? <laughs> I dude, I grew up three blocks from there. Yeah, sixty-ninth Street and sixty-ninth uh, oh, and uh, uh, Locust, Locust between Locust and Marshall. Yeah, yeah. There's a bar right there on the corner. Uh, it's called Napper's Pub yeah. or, or something like that. I, I forget, but this thing has been so many different things in the last forty years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, we did it around the roof there. It was fun. It was hot. Yeah, that was awesome. Hot day in July. Oh, I bet. <laughs> cool well Damien thanks for doing this man thanks uh, thanks for doing Friday night looking forward to it we're going to have a good time yeah and uh, thank you man yeah thank you thanks and here for, we go uh, you know, 22 us and all that absolutely dude always you guys are uh, you know you guys are like Philly's favorite sons right now I told you that for the last yeah, few years I appreciate it <laughs> thank you <laughs> cool and uh, yeah Everybody, make sure you vote for them for Bon Jovi because uh, they deserve their triple crown of Philly and uh, to get to open for uh, Bon Jovi as well. So, Thanks. Absolutely. Damien, I'll see you Friday, and let's, uh, let's do All this. Right, Mach 22. Go ahead. See you, man. It's time for you to get back as we show you the three games. Now I'm no stranger to be Schedule. Andrea Bargani with 16 points. Bye. Radio,
straight losses. Carmelo Anthony at 19, and Jason Kidd and KG still suffering. Brooklyn is now 5-14 after their 30-point loss. In Chicago, LeBron James, 31 points in his last four games against the Bulls, but he and the two-time champion Heat, not even close to slowing down. Todd Gibson and Carlos Boozer. Boozer with 27, and the Bulls in Paris, the champions, by 20. There to go, Damien and the boys. It's going to be fun. Friday night, Tusk, be there. Come out, drink some good drinks, some cold beers, 
hang out, enjoy some good music. So uh, real quick, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're coming back on the flip side with guest number two, Mr. Danny Parcels. So stay tuned. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. All right, welcome back. Tojan Radio, Bay Ragney here. Here we go. All right. Can't wait. Friday night. It's only five days away. It's going to be a lot of fun. But while we're waiting for Danny to call in, uh, I got some Danny Parcels music. Uh, here we go. He sent me this tune uh, last night we were talking. This freaking tune blew me away. I love it. Here we go. It's called Devil in You.
the devil in you. And as a matter of fact, here he is again, but this time he's live. Let's welcome to Tilly Jim Radio, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Danny Parcels. What's going on there, Dan? Hey. Thanks for having me, buddy. No problem, dude. Thank you for doing Friday night. I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, thanks for inviting me. It's going to be really cool. As soon as I heard Mach 22 was going to do an acoustic gig, I was like, man, I got to check that out. And then luckily you uh, invited me there. (laughs) I'm happy happy to be a part of it. So now I guaranteed you'll be there to see it. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's it's scary. You know, I was actually thinking the other day, like, we've actually, I think, known each other. It's probably like 13, 14 years now. Yeah, I was just saying that to uh, Rich, the guy that's playing bass with me now. I'm like, yeah, I've only known the guy for 15 years, but, yeah. <laughs> And we bump into each other, and we go to the same shows. We have so many of the same interests, too. Wrestling, Howard Stern, Kiss. Right, right. Uh, what's happening, right? What's happening? We like yeah, there you go. Shows. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the funny thing is, like, you're, you know, probably 15 years younger than me or something, you know? And it was, like, when I first met right. you, I was like, damn, like, how did this kid, because uh, that's you were <laughs> – truly a kid at that time. I'm like, how did this kid yeah. like get so into the stuff I grew up on? <laughs> like it, really, it weirded me out there yeah. for a while. Yeah. I mean, I have older siblings, but they're not, um, well, my sister showed me a lot of eighties movies and so did my brother. So from the eighties movies, I still watch them since I was five. I still watch weird science, teen wolf. And they've moved on to other, you know, but that's, I still watch, you know, the same shit like that. And uh, from there, you know, I, I somehow wound up getting into that type of music too. Uh, just on my own, I guess. But uh, yeah, I used to watch like, like what's happening in Three's Company. And I'm, those shows were already off the air and, and rerun when I was five, I'd be watching that shit. I totally, you know, got all the jokes and everything. I still watch it and still laugh. And there's a certain amount of uh, innocence to that era. Totally. You know, 70s and 80s. It's it's a certain amount of innocence and fun. Let's be free and fun and get wild and no consequences, you know. know, It's uh, funny, like when when you go Go back and watch those shows today, Like, you remember them being funny, but I know, like, if I sit down and watch them, like, especially, like, what's happening, it's it's even funnier. Like, you don't believe yeah. how truly funny those shows are. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now you really get the jokes now that you're older, you know, even, exactly. even more so. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. So that's pretty wild, though. I mean, taking it from, you know, the, the 80s uh, influence of movies and taking it over to the world of music. Yeah, actually, where I first got it started in music, I saw, it sounds kind of funny, La Bamba. As soon as I saw that movie, okay. I was like, 1986, I was five, I guess, right? And uh, I was like, okay, now I need to play guitar. And that was like my whole goal in life was to, buy, to get a guitar. And it still is. I still, you know, I have a guitar now, but I need more, right? 
you always need more guitars. Yeah, but since then it was like that was my mission. That was my mission on earth to be in a guitar player and perform in front of people and stuff. Now, did you cry at the end of Obama? I did cry one time when <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier. The end of Obama? Nah. I mean, I it's always good, but I did cry one time when I was a kid when I missed. Um, the make uh, the thriller video. I saw the credits one time and I remember crying. <laughs> <laughs> See, the end of La Bamba gets me every time. I start crying. Richie, hey. when the mother, yeah, when the mother throws the laundry <laughs> up in the air and she, ah, oh, come on, that gets me every time. Not my Richie Bob. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's Bob never funny. mattered. It was all about Richie. It was all about Richie. Poor Bob. He yeah. was just Bob. <laughs> Poor Bob, yeah. <laughs> Bob's still alive. That, the real guy. You could still see him. You could see pictures of him online. That's funny. Yeah. Wow. All these all this time he's still going? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure uh I just saw a picture of him online not too long ago. I think he's still around. Oh, don't tell me that. I'm gonna try to hunt him down and get him on the show now. Yeah, well I'll look it up. I could be wrong, you know, but Last I saw, I thought he was still around. That's funny. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'll talk to Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so who? So the Bomba was the one that really uh, made you want to pick up the guitar. How old were you when you finally did get to pick up the uh, guitar for the first time? About twelve-ish uh, is when I like twelve when I really started playing. I always had toy guitars beforehand. So me and my cousin, who was actually joining me for the show, my cousin John Brennan, we, he and I uh, used to – we would uh, we were both, I guess, started at that same time watching La Bamba. We always we were pretending to play music, <laughs> pretend tennis rackets, and then we would get toy guitars, and then we would put on concerts in front of our family at, like, Christmas, birthdays, and now we're, now we're playing awesome. in front of real people, and um, – <laughs> so around 12 I got a a real guitar from uh, my first guitar I got at the Route 30 flea market it was like uh, near the Berlin Mart in New Jersey okay. it was like this indoor indoor flea market and uh, it was, my dad didn't want to spend a ton of money in case I didn't um, you know stick with it sure that way that way he wouldn't lose a lot of money but um you know, I stuck with it, and then I had it, you know. And then I got to get a better guitar after that, and then another one, you know. But and once, you know, I, yeah, 12, and and once I found Kiss, that was, you know, that changed my whole Forget life. Forget it. Yeah. Yeah, game I mean, over. That's that it. Yep, yeah, that was the whole, uh, it made me, like, be a musician. It taught me how to speak to people and, how to be desirable to women, that type of thing. <laughs> you know, and we're like, yeah, let's get serious about making music and rock and roll and performing and meet some girls. You know, so that was like always the main motivation of it. At the end, was like to meet some girls. <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, I mean that's probably why ninety percent uh, of guys pick up a guitar was to meet girls. Yeah, I um. I always hung around my my father was uh, uh, he worked a lot 
So he was a uh, electrician. So I went to work with him and stuff, and uh, so he taught me how to, you know, be good with my hands. So I can, uh, you know, I can play guitar. I can do all kinds of shit with my hands. Uh, and then, but then I would always be around my sister and my mother, and they'd be putting makeup on. And then I'd go like to the mall with my mother at the makeup counter, and the beautiful woman behind the counter would be like make a fuss over me. So I'm like, this beats construction. Hanging out with these, uh, here, you know. <laughs> So I wound up using both the makeup and the the hands, and now I do hair during the day, which is very similar to being a musician. You get to be, be around lots of women, and you get to be creative, and you get to you get to wake up late. Pretty cool. There you go. Yeah. Never looked at it that way, where you get to wake up late. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. You, you know, you work evenings. People work during the day, so you can. People want five o'clock, six o'clock haircuts, and that's when you oh, know, nice. okay. creative, creative people come alive in the evening. There you go. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, so now, being the fact that you were, you know, very Kiss influenced, eighties, uh, mm-hmm. like hair band style influence, um, mm-hmm. w- was it easy to find other people to play with growing up? No, <laughs> definitely not. All growing up, uh, I started jamming with my cousin when we were young, and we were both in the Kiss. But then we gradually, you know, moved into other realms. So I got more in the heavy metal, and he got in the blues. But I would try to find people to jam with, and a lot of my friends, uh, well, nine. It was grunge, so that was always right. And then um, my friend, my friends, and when I was a teenager, they were like really big Metallica guys. And Metallica for me at the time was just okay. I'd rather listen to Molly Crew. But now I'm now I'm the one listening to Metallica. I call on them up like, hey, did you hear the new Metallica? They're like, nah. What the <laughs> fuck? You got me into this, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, I would. Funny how so I would have to. So I would have to try to like. It would be like a mix of my glam rock style with whatever the hell they were trying to do, you know. Now, how about um, like how, how did you end up hooking up with Mikey and becoming part of the Prima Donnas? Yeah. So after high school, I had you know playing in bands in high school and stuff like that. Uh, I was going to the Birch Hill, which is a great rock and roll club. That's where I met a lot of people. Damien from Mach 22. That's where we first met. And um, Stevie Lang, who was in Juliet's Vice for a little while, played with Damien. I saw Damien play. Yeah, I forget who he opened up for, but I saw him singing on stage before I ever knew him. And now we have, you know, this long, long relationship. But Birch right. Hill is a great, great, uh, some of the best times of my life I ever, I ever had there. And that's where I met Mikey. Or, and I saw him, I saw them on, uh, on the internet when the internet was new to me. I'd go and Google these bands, and or I'd go to Yahoo then, I guess, and I'd go and look up uh, glam rock bands and stuff and prima donnas. 
you know, they were up there and stuff. So he gave me a flyer at the Birchell, Mikey. And uh, I kept in contact with him, and I said, hey, if you know anybody that's looking for a guitar player, because I was really getting ready to get out there, you know. I said, let me know. And he said, yeah, we need a guitar player, so why don't you come on down? And we went, I went, and we practiced under the studio. I don't even know if it's still there. It was right under the Ben Franklin Bridge in Philly. It was a really cool spot in the studio, and I went there and we met and I jammed with him and we uh, hooked up and uh, played together for six years and we're still friends. Yeah, it was a today. long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we wrote a lot. Uh, I, I mostly wrote the music and he really wrote the lyrics and uh, I don't know if people really know really how talented he is as far as songwriting because he hasn't recorded as much as he should, you know? Yeah, but there's some there's some stuff of us on YouTube I've found some studio tracks and there's like a home video of us Tales from Glitter City, which is silly little home video we made, but it's it's pretty rocking, you know. And he can uh, write good melodies and lyrics, and he's a great frontman. So yeah, he definitely. Uh... I mean, he, he just knows it. Like, he, he just knows how to do it. He knows how to, to work a room. and um, Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And, and anybody that can write a song about the, being the king of the drag queens, I mean, come on. It, it is a, it's a classic anthem. It, it is. It's up there, you know. Uh, it totally is. It's That's like funny. an underground anthem, with its, which is the idea, right? Yeah. So, you know, that was uh that was a good time in my life. Fun times. Crazy times. Prima Donna's. Yeah. It was it's hard to believe it was that long ago. It it really is hard, that hard hard to believe. I was thinking earlier today you wrote a review of us a long time ago for a website called Glitzine. Yes. Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> that was probably, you know, twelve or thirteen years ago, you know. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. funny. It, it, yeah. It's funny too because I came across. Uh, I have like a, a binder or a folder with some of that mm-hmm. stuff that when I was writing all them reviews and stuff like that and pictures, and I came across it the other day. I was like, "Oh snap! There, there it is." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That always helps. Anytime anybody likes your stuff, you always feel good. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Now, what happened to a lot of them other guys? Yeah, they, they kind of like went MIA, didn't they? There's always a revolving door in the prima donnas. So, <laughs> hey, you know, Mikey's uh, Mikey's the boss, and you know he's always willing. He's easy to work with. He's willing yeah. to hear opinions. You know, I mean, I really, uh, he and I really worked well together, and we. You know, we did uh, – there's stuff on YouTube, a lot of stuff, different songs that I um, – that songs I forgot about, and I went back and listened to it recently because I played a show with him at Tusk a couple months ago, actually. Right. And that was cool, just kind of like thinking back and reliving a little bit. And uh, 
some of the cool stuff that we wrote together. And like, uh, you know, pictures we've done and it's cool, you know. But, you know, that was then. This is now. I'm looking at that stuff now. I'm like, I'm pulling up stuff on YouTube. I'm like, holy shit, there's all all types of stuff on there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like, who the hell is that guy? I'm looking at myself like, who the who? Look at me. Now, now, how about this? Like, like, uh, what did your family think when you, when you started like uh, doing uh, the glam stuff and uh, being uh, part of my the dad was confused. <laughs> my dad was confused. I remember wearing like some lipstick at home, like a. He was afraid I was going to go out and get my ass kicked or something, but I'm like, no, I go to the bars and I wear this shit, and people, you know, people like it, you know. <laughs> He didn't really understand that I was, uh, you know, when I go up on stage, I'm like a maniac. That's funny. I, yeah, and uh, you know why would why would a guy or ever wear makeup or something? But it's just supposed to be entertaining. It's supposed to be exciting, you know. Performer, performance, and uh, there you go, entertainer. Yeah, and. Um, I remember I showed him a picture of Steve Steve Summers from uh, Pretty Boy Floyd and uh, Shameless. Okay. You know that band Shameless that they do. Yeah. I showed him the uh, the Queen for a Day inside, and it has Steve Summers and uh, Alex Michaels from Shameless, the guys from Shameless, and uh, they're there with like strippers, and they look all glammed out, and they're wearing makeup. And, but they got like two women, you know, on either side of them. I'm like, this is what, this is what I'm all about here, showing them. And we're still like, I don't. He was still like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you I don't know, know I, what it is. It's, it's like uh, the glam thing is like, uh, look at how. Well, it's it's a lot of things. It's like anti-authority type of look, and like, look at me. I'm so flamboyant that I'm macho, actually, in some right, way. Right. Right. I'm like, I can steal your girlfriend when I'm wearing eyeliner and and I have my hair, you know, purple and spiked. <laughs> you know, like bring, bring your girlfriend to the show. She'll be coming home with me or something. You know. Yeah. Somehow it totally. makes sense, but I don't know why. <laughs> it's one of the mystery questions of life. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. So now, actually, like, um, if I'm trying to remember correctly, like, after you like had left the prima donnas and all that, um, you kind of like disappeared for a while, didn't you? No. Um, right after that, uh, we pretty much, uh, Damien. And I uh, formed Juliet's Vice maybe like maybe a year after that or something. Oh, was that soon? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't too long after that. Kind of went into it. You guys had a nice little run too. Yeah, we were doing we were doing okay. We did about we did three CDs, and. Uh, Pretty proud of it, you know. Working with Damien is always great. Um, 
He's an amazing songwriter and performer. You know, brings out uh, brought out good things in each other at the time, writing together. Right. Uh, so Juliet's Vice, we're really going for like the um, at the time Damien was really into the Swedish metal, Swedish glam gotcha. bands of Jenna, Crash Diet, that type of thing. So we were almost trying to do something similar to that. So we wrote together and we put out a full length and then we put out two EPs after that. And the one, the last EP is on YouTube and it's, I mean, I went back recently and looked into it and it's really good. We have the video for it, uh, Dirty Little Princess. Right. It's uh, one of my favorite things I've ever done because cause the music for me is visual and and also music too. So I, I right. really like the way I came. Really like the way I came across in that video. Very aggressive yet glam, glammy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, but, I remember when all stuff was going on. I was like, damn. I mean, you guys are really on mm-hmm. to something. Something good here is going. And then, um, and then that's that's when Damien, I guess, got the chance to join Mach Twenty Two. Yeah, really, our personal lives uh, really changed. Is really what it was. We wound up living. I was always the guy running around like a maniac, single, forever. And then he was the one taken. You know, had the, right. You know, the, the wife and not now. And then all of a sudden it reversed. I had the girlfriend and he was single. So I was like, whoa, totally, totally different world now. Totally different world now. So. And that's really maybe, you know, the main thing that happened with Juliet's Vice. And he got the chance to jam with Mach 22. So why not, you know? People sure. have have asked me or, like, said, hey, you know, he fucking turned your his back on you. You know, people have said weird things like that to me, and I always thought, no way. You know, people have to live their own lives. You know, it's not like... He's got to do what's best for himself. You know yeah. I, mean? I don't want to ever want to hold anybody back. So I've always, uh, I've always supported what he's done. And, yeah, and, and, and I, I mean, you guys ended up working together, and uh, you guys were in Rat. You did the the Rat Tribute Band together too, right? Yeah, yeah, we were doing that during Juliet's Vice, and then still, you know, when Mach Twenty Two was going on, and then the riots too. Last year, right? We started that. Damien, uh, Mach 22 wasn't really doing too much at the time, so he was trying to keep busy, and he met um, a young guitar player named Eddie Thomas, uh, who was super talented, and um, he said, check out, check this out, you got to check this guy's music out, and I'm going to be jamming with him. It's going to be more of a punk thing, more young, aggressive that type of uh, vibe, you know, uh, dangerous, Guns N' Roses, anything goes. But right. Sure, I'll give it a shot. Let, let me listen to the tunes, you know. So I listened to the tunes, drove around, and I just started writing lyrics. And that's, that was a song you played right before uh, you picked up the phone. Nice. Devil and You was a, uh, one of the songs that I was, you know, I was sent. And I said, you know, I write. I helped arrange the songs a little bit, and then I added the uh, 
the melodies, of course. And so that was, you know, the rides were very, uh, it was a, an exciting band to be a part of. Um, talented. Uh, Eddie Thomas is a great player. And he's got a new band with uh, Brad Vondell and Joey, who was in the rides with us, called The Heathens right now. Okay. Um, the riots, uh, we were going strong. Uh, and I was happy and excited to be playing with. I thought it was like a really good. Uh, and Damien, too, he was excited to play with Eddie because he thought he. We, we we think he has a lot of uh, potential to be great. Right. If you listen to that the, his guitar, it's the way a guitar is supposed to fucking sound. And um, so we were excited to play. We played, and he had a, a rhythm guitar player named Aaron. They used to uh, Eddie kind of took him under his wing, and uh, unfortunately, he passed away from a heroin overdose over the summer. <sighs> So right in the middle of, you know, us uh, doing everything. Uh, he, like, you know, that happened. And then and then we were trying to keep it together. And Damien got busy again with Mach 22. And, and Eddie's more of a punk rock guy, and I'm a glam rock guy. I'm Paul Stanley. Right. He's more into the germs, you know. We're, we, right. We, come, we make good music together, and we're great friends. But I think in the end, we're... You know, still a little bit on the other side of thing, music, you know? Right, right. Have some, I am who I am. He, he is who he is. But, you know, and that's what happened with yeah, the riots. So, but I think we made some great tunes. Yeah, I mean, from what I've heard, I mean, the tunes you, uh, you sent me, I was totally digging. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for playing them. So now uh, we have Friday night, which you'll be doing uh, acoustic, and, and you have like a. I, I think you, you, your cousin's going to be joining you on stage. Yeah. Um, well, you uh, asked me to do this acoustic gig, and I'm like, sure, you know. And I thought, well, what the hell should I do, you know? And you're like, have fun with it. So I said, well, my cousin, me and my cousin, John Brennan, we always wanted to do something together, and. I said, okay, you know, let's uh, collaborate. And I invited him over. We had some cocktails. I put on, you know, some songs I had in mind to cover. So we had a big list of songs we wanted to do, some originals, some covers. And we narrowed it down. And I, um, so once we started jamming, I was, I uh, text my good friend Nicolino, who's the drummer of uh, Juliet's Vice, and we we've okay. always been great great friends. I said, "Why don't you come and do some bongos or whatever?" He's got this Cajun thing; it's called. He sits on it and bangs on it. Sounds like a drum and a snare. And uh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so we got together and we did some tunes, and all of us are big Kiss guys, so. Let's do a couple Kiss tunes, and then, uh, like, you know nice. what, might as well call up Rich, because I know he's got an acoustic bass. And actually, Rich Delise, he was in a band called Naughty Jane back in the day. Okay. And Nicolino 
and um, a guitar player, his name's Jeremy, that's in the Rat and Roll band, we did a couple years ago, right after um, Juliet's Vice. We put a little band together, and we did a couple of recordings. You can find a recording of that. I'll send it to you on uh, YouTube, a song called Bad Intentions. It was kind of like rat, like a like a rat style. Sounds like that. Okay. But uh, so now it's me acoustic, you know, doing a couple a uh, couple of originals, couple covers, where it's Delise on bass, Nicolino on the drums, and my cousin John Brennan, who's probably one of the best blues guitar players around. Slide, plays slide, does plays harmonica. Oh, cool. He's not really going to be able to show it off a lot on Friday because he's playing my stuff. Or the, you know, we didn't get around to put throwing that all all in, but you know, it's worth checking out if you're into that type of thing, blues. And it's just I'm just happy to be a part of the show and uh, play some good tunes, rock and roll tunes. I think everybody will be, you know, it'll be uh, some tunes. For Juliet's Vice, I'm going to do some Kiss tunes. We're going to do, you know, a couple couple little covers, a couple little surprises. Have a good time. Looking forward to nice. seeing the other guys, you know. It's going to be a good time. Great place. Yeah, I mean, it's it's um, it's definitely it's going to be a cool night of Philly rock and roll. I mean, it, it's got uh, between Mach 22 and you with your crew. I mean, it's like the cornerstones of uh, some good Philly rock. So uh, I'm going to sprinkle a little bit of New York City on top of it to top it off. But um, I, I just really Great. think it's going to be a fun night of rock and roll. Hell yeah. I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah, man. Totally happy to have you there. It can't be, uh, it won't be rock and roll if you don't sprinkle a little New York City in there, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, I got. I. Give, give me just one like one teaser of a Kiss tune you guys are gonna be playing. I, I mean, don't don't spoil it for everybody. Just I, just throw one now that you're gonna do. Hmm. <laughs> well, one I could tell you one. Should I just tell you one or what? Yeah, just tell me. One. <laughs> All right, uh, one I always wanted to do. We're gonna do a few. So uh, it's from Dress to Kill. Nice. They also play it on a live. It's also on double platinum. It was originally a Wicked Lester song. There you go. Wicked Lester. Dress to Kill. So now I'm going to pull out my Dress to Kill. Alive and double platinum. I've always wanted to do this song. I thought... Plus, we're going to do a couple more fun ones. You know, I have no idea. I, I, I'm thinking dressed a few, and I keep saying to myself, coming home. Oh, yeah, that's hotter than hell. Oh, well, I'm wrong there. So, all right, so which one is it? She. Oh. Yeah. Is she on Dress to Kill? Yeah, mm-hmm. isn't it? Now you're making me sad. Now you're making me crazy, right? Now you got me confused. We need a kiss expert. Yeah. That's <laughs> us. Isn't that us? <laughs> uh, yeah, Wicked Le- Steve Coronel, 
Wicked Lester wound up on uh, Dress to Kill. Okay. And then, of course, Alive, when it does the dan 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 at the end. You know? Good stuff. And then Double Platinum does the, uh, yeah, does like the rock bottom intro on Double Platinum. Right, right. And then it goes into she. Yeah, so we're going to do that. I always want to do that. And then we're going to do a couple other kiss tunes and a couple other covers and a couple originals. And we're going to drink and we're going to have a good time. You know? There you go. Absolutely. So that's what Saturday night or Friday night's all about, right? Yep, at the living room of rock. That <laughs> uh, totally reminds me of a living room. It really does. And the way he has it decorated, he's just rock and roll. Yeah. Huh? There's some couches, you know. If you want to get Absolutely. close to somebody. There you go. No, nothing Very wrong cool. with that. <laughs> Cool. So, all right. So, Friday night at Tusk, Danny Parcels and friends will be yep. uh, Dan, Par- Dan Parcells. 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 Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. So, uh, I got one more tune to play before I let you go. So, uh, Dan, I want to thank you for uh, for calling in tonight, hanging out, and uh, telling us some stories. Thanks for having me. And yeah, uh, anytime, man. Friday. Me Absolutely. too. It's gonna be awesome. We'll be talking some more. Hell yeah. I, I have another go. recommendation maybe for an interview for you, but I'll, I'll tell you in private. Okay. Let me know. <laughs> okay, I'll see you. <laughs> see Thanks you. a lot. Have a good night. Thanks, man. Trapped in the yeah, wreckage. Nice. Here it is. Yes. Yeah.
All right, everybody. We're ready. The show just keeps moving. And we're not going to stop at all. You know why? Because it's that time. It's that time to uh, be prepared, get ready, because God knows what's going to come out of this guy's mouth. He's probably already laughing and ready to talk. Let's welcome back to the show. It's been a while. The one and only Mr. Rob Carlisle. What's going on there, buddy? What's up, Bay? How are you, man? Good, man. How the hell you been? I'm good. Keeping busy. Staying out of trouble. Uh, pretty much. And, uh, yeah. That? What's that? What's the fun in staying out of trouble? No, I know. It's not that much fun. So that's why I said pretty much. Pretty much staying out of trouble. Not 100%. <laughs> So I, I guess the number one main question we, that we really need to ask, and I'm sure a lot of people are chomping at the bit to know, is will you be wearing the polka dot shirt on Friday night? <laughs> I know, man. I, that, I broke the internet the other day, huh? You did. People yeah, love that shirt. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I should have put that picture up a long time ago, huh? <laughs> I didn't. I, uh, I, 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 people have asked me where I got it. There's a store in New York called uh, By Robert James, and so he makes them. Uh, I got that shirt a couple of years ago. Um, they had it in black, and then I want, they had them in red and white. And I got on the mailing. I got on the uh, whatever. And I joined. I got on the mailing list. Back ordered it, and uh, and they never they never made them again. So people should let them know to uh, make more of those shirts. That's funny. The funny thing was you put it up, I was like, damn, that's a cool freaking shirt. And then everybody just started commenting, where'd you get that shirt, man? I like that shirt. I'm like, oh, that's too funny. <laughs> yeah. It's a little things in life. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, man, uh, you know, you've been, you have been keeping busy. I, you were working on some tunes. You had put out a few, a uh, few covers over the, the last uh, little past few months and I keep seeing you're putting little uh, studio reports up. You're working on some new music. That's right. Yeah. Got to stay busy. Absolutely. So now the, the new album you're working on, is this um, like, is there a actual band now to put together for the compulsions or is it just you and uh, guys just filling up the space That's for now? That's a great question. The, the compulsion says, despite what it may look like on the outside, it's always been a complete incomplete disarray behind the scenes anyway. So this is nothing new for me. I, 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 yeah, this, this, this situation is nothing new. I'm not really sure what's going to happen moving forward. I mean, I have a crew of guys that I, I love working with. Um, what are we going to do in the future? I really don't know. I, I could tell you I hate, you know, attempting to manage a band and dealing with everyone's schedules and all that kind of stuff. So lately I've been playing, uh, you know, acoustic shows, uh, either by myself right. or, or I bring along uh, a gentleman by the name of Hugh pool, who has, uh, you know, co-produced just about every compulsions release thus far. Um, and, uh, and we just, so it's either that it's just, it's just like a more low maintenance, um, kind of fun thing, and so that's what I've been doing lately. But, but once the album is done and ready, you know, it, it's anyone's guess what's going to happen. I have no idea, um, no idea. Isn't that frustrating for yourself though? Like that would drive oh, me nuts. Oh yeah, well I am nuts. 
Um, <laughs> you eat crazy Rob. And, and, right. And people wonder why, but um, that's part of the reason. Yeah. Yeah, it's just tough, you know. Everybody's got schedules and and, and stuff like that 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 to work around. Um, so, uh, but but making the records is a lot of fun. Um, so that's what I've been concentrating on is 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 is, is the stuff that's uh, a little bit easier to do. Um, is is make new material. So that's what I've been doing. Uh, but but I will assemble some sort of compulsions lineup in the future. That's for sure. Who's going to be in it and stuff? Um, I'm not really sure yet. Wow, you just gotta wait and see. Yeah, no, it is it is frustrating, but what are you gonna do? I I I, I feel like the records sound the, the music sounding pretty good, so that that definitely offers me some um, uh, what's the word relief? So there you go. Nice. Now, how much? Uh, I mean, is it close to being done, or you got a, a bunch to do yet, or? I think it's. I have about 18, not about, I have 18 songs in the works right now. So I'm, I'm considering that a double album, um, which is, oh, which, yeah, which, which is again, insane. Um, so I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about putting it out as a double album. It just sounds like a big, you know, big fucking statement. Um, and so how far along is it? I, I'd say about 60, 65% done. Yeah, that's like a huge statement. I mean, if you really think about it, like where most bands at this day and age are releasing either singles or EPs, you come firing out with a double, you know what I mean, a double album. I mean, that's really like, uh, that's a bold statement. Yeah, well, that's what I excel at. Or so I'm told at least. You gotta make bold uh, you gotta make bold you gotta make bold statements. It 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 it, 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 it will be kind of crazy to put out a double album in this uh you know uh, you know music in this climate. Um, but the other thing too is um, there's about three songs on there that I've had for so long they've just been sitting in the vault, and I just want to get I want to get everything out. You know I don't want I don't want I'm a, I don't want to have anything left in the vault. I want to put it all out. And um and start fresh with whatever happens next. So that's part of it too. I I just want to get everything, you know, out in the open, so to speak. Almost like uh, clearing your plate of what you have there sitting you around. Yeah. There you go. You're, you're cleaning up your desktop, shall we say, of music. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now you uh you came out um uh I guess it was a couple months ago. So I remember I messaged you. I'm like, dude, why don't you say that on my show? Where you uh, said about, what did you say? You fired uh, uh, Frank and Richard from Guns N' Roses? And... Well, I, 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 that, that was what an article picked up on. I just told the story um, very, uh, I didn't go, I, you know, I, I haven't gone into detail about every little story that went down over the years because I, I just don't really feel the need to do that. But yeah, I just wanted to, I, you know, I just wanted to let people know that that lineup is not happening anymore, um, just because it felt like it was the honest thing to do. It, the the my, my working relationship with each one of those guys, um, I guess you could say, fell apart um, one by one, and I never came out and publicly said anything online, or and and I did quite a few interviews without mentioning it. But I was then on that metal show, and he he sort of asked the right question, and so I just figured this is the time. Um, 
I guess I didn't I didn't mention it on your show. I I sort of we sort of got into it a little bit, but I mean, you know, I guess you got to ask the right question. I you know, I, I wasn't just going to volunteer, you know, negative information, <laughs> but um but but the to- the times felt right and uh and so I just let it fly. Now, do you feel like um I mean, cuz let's face it. I mean, that that is a, an amazing lineup of guys. And yeah, it uh, was. Do you feel like kind of like a pressure now to try to stand up to that lineup and try to replace those guys? Yeah, definitely. Um, There's definitely a shortage of, you know, real talent out there. So it's going to be hard. Um, But I've had, I've had Brian Delaney from the New York Dolls come in on drums and he kills it. You can see the clips. They're up there. Um, I've had Alec Morton on bass. Um, he's a killer. And I've had Bumblefoot, our friend, on guitar. Uh, also Hugh Poole. Um, there may be one or two more guys um, in the future. Um, so the record's going to kill. I'm not really worried about that. As far as the lineup, the live lineup, um, I'd love it to be those guys. I, I don't know the, the ones I just mentioned. I don't know if that's feasible yet. Um, I'm just not, you know, just not there yet. So in the meantime, sure. um, in the meantime, I'll be doing these, uh, you know, solo acoustic shows, maybe with, again, with you. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and we'll just see what happens. I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited for, uh, for Friday. Yeah, it's going to be cool. I'm now, is this your, friends. your first time? Oh, What's cool. that? Is this your first time actually playing in Philly? This might be my first time in Philly. <laughs> Come on, really? Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I was thinking about that. I'm not sure. I, 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 I'm, not, I, I'm not sure if I can remember the last time I've been to Philly. So we shall see. Wow. So, so I guess uh, some cheesesteaks are in order during your stay. Yeah, and... dude, you gotta, dude, dude, you got to show me the ropes, man. All right. I'll show you. I'm, I'm a fat guy, so you know we might have to go to both places, steaks, and you know, we'll do it right. Yeah, like like I said, I'm bringing people, um, so uh, hopefully we'll have a good time. Uh, you know, beforehand, you could tell us what to do, show us around if possible. Yeah, so it's gonna be good. Cool. Very very cool. Nice. So uh, how about we play? Let's, let's play. I got like a bunch of tunes here from you. Let's okay. Play some music. I already played House cool. of Rock. Now, what was the club that that was? That was that Lamore you wrote that one about? That was that song is about Don Hills. Don Hills, okay. Yep, yep. Um, we played there. I used to play there. It's it, it's closed now, but uh, but um, it was a real cool, fun place. Don was super supportive of of me and and everybody out there, and so I just figured it'd be cool to uh, pay tribute to the man uh, with the song, and so there you have it. Nice. Now I got let's see I got I got these two new tunes you sent me and I also have uh, your cover of Fascination Street queued up so which which would you like me to play? Let's do uh, let's do Fascination Street and I'll tell you about the uh, I'll tell you about the other the other stuff that I sent you um, I, 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 when we when we get to it. Cool. All right. Now Fascination Street it was uh, you did this one with Bumblefoot correct? Yeah, he's all over that for sure. I think well, you know, you Frank. Our, our boy Frank Ferrer is on that. That's Bumblefoot. Um, 
Uh, I'm doing the vocal, and uh, and uh, one of the producers is Ken Rich, and he's doing all the other special effects and sound effects and synth bass and all that kind of stuff. What made me do that song? Um, yeah. Uh, I, you know, my, I, I, this, a friend of mine, Serration Pastor, he loves when I mention his name in interviews, so I'm going to mention him again. Um, <laughs> he knew he knew I he knew I was doing covers, and so he had thrown out this another uh, a, a Cure song as an idea, and uh, I'd never heard of the song, and I checked it out, and I was like, eh, I don't know what I don't know what we can do with that one, but when he made me think of Fascination Street, which I've heard you know out in the clubs and stuff like that, I, I cannot say that I'm uh, a, a Cure fan. Uh, I, I I don't know really that much about the band, but I know what I hear and in the clubs and on the radio and stuff, but I always loved that particular song. And, um, and it's just got a cool, sexy groove. Um, and I thought we could really just, you know, lace into it. So that, that's sort of what it was. I just figured, just sound, just seemed like we could do something with it. And so that was the inspiration. Then when I, then when I Googled the lyrics and I saw what he was actually saying, I was like, okay, this is definitely in my wheelhouse. So, um, so there you have it. Cool. It does have that sexy groove, though. I, yeah, totally. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, let's groove it for everybody. Here he is. Cool. Rob. Rob Carlisle and the Compulsions, a version of them, with Fascination Street. Street, so it's good to come. 
You got grooving and noodling. Mr. Bumblefoot go. noodling away there for you. Now, how'd yeah, you and Ron hook up? Um, I just asked Frank for his number. <laughs> um, and I, 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 I met him a couple of times, uh, very briefly. He'd been to some compulsion shows in the past. Um, uh, and actually, uh, I, I've been backstage at, at a couple of GNR shows, and I'm sure that we at least shook hands. Um, but, uh, yeah, I figured, you know, let's, uh, let's reach out to the man. And so, and so I did. Yeah. It, and, you know, it's funny. When you called in that night, um, and you're like, yeah, I, I got a mutual friend of ours here with us. And oh, the, last right. person on, the last person I would have thought of would have been Ron. And then when you put him on, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, like, it totally blew me away. Well, I mean, that's part of showbiz. You can't be predictable. Um, you know, keep them guessing. And, uh, right. And, 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 and there you have it. That's it. You always got to keep them guessing. Keep them guessing. So now with these, uh, these other new tunes that you sent me, what's, uh, what did you send me here? We got Addicted and we got Killer in the Woodshed. Right. These are all works in progress. So these are not these are not really finished. They're not mixed. They're not mastered. They're, um, but they sound pretty. They sound good enough for people to check out. Um, yeah, addicted. This has this has um, me, Alec Morton again, Frank Ferrer on drums, Bumblefoot on guitars, uh, and this is just like a, this is like a, just a jam. You know, it's, I, I've I've always wanted to write. Um, a song that was just one riff that just goes all the way through, and that's that's what this is. I don't, I don't know. I, I think I think we sort of disguise it so it sounds like there's way more going on with the song than there actually is. It's a real simple song. Um, this is like my sort of attempt at writing like a um, like a Jimmy Page type of riff or whatever. I don't know if it comes across that way, but um, <laughs> and and if it doesn't, and if it doesn't, that's fine too. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's just a a, a, re- a real fun, cool song and. Um, and, uh, and and there it is. Now, will you be playing any of these these new tunes on Friday night, or I, I'm not sure I'm going to be doing this one, but the next one I sent you, "Killer in the Woodshed," is definitely a great song for uh, sitting on a stool and, um, and 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 you know doing the John Lee Hooker type thing. Um, it's a it's a, it's a real good song for that. Um, so that's the other thing too is on on this new album coming out. It's it's a it's a straight up rock and roll record, of course, but there's a, I I sort of deliberately wrote a bunch of songs that work really well in, in, the, in, the, in a full rock and roll band sort of lineup, but they also work, again, the whole, the whole John Lee Hooker sitting on the stool right. type of vibe, which, which I also love. Um, so uh, for sure, Killer in the Woods that I'm going to play, I, I, don't know, I don't know if I'm going to play this one. We, we, we shall see. I'm, I'm going to work out the set list uh, this week, so I guess we'll know on Friday. <laughs> so again, so, so so again, none of these, none of these are finished, and I and I sort of give you like I, I this it's not, it's I I, we, I think I think it's it's more like just a sample, right? It's not it's not really the full song yet, so people are gonna have to wait till the whole album till the whole album comes out. Um, but this will give you a good idea where we're headed. All right, well let's let's do addicted first. We'll play addicted, and then we'll come back and we'll talk some more, and we'll, cool. then we'll do the other. All right, so here cool, is here's a here's a a, uh, a unfinished product from the future compulsions album, and this tune is called Addicted. <laughs> 
Just a little tease. There you go. That's cool. Very bluesy. Good, good. That's what that's where it all started. That's the next it. one is the next one's even next one's even bluesier actually. Um the Killer in the Woodshed is that that's a riff that I've just had forever. Um I didn't know what to do with it. It's uh it's one of those um open G Keith Richards tunings type of um type of songs. Um nice. and uh yeah, and so that that's me, uh Frank again and Alec and that on on lead on, on the slide guitar, that's gonna be Hugh Poole. And uh he's just uh he's just a blues monster. And um and so that's sort of the story behind that song. Uh if you actually if the, 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 the the lyrics is it's 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 basically a, the whole song's kind of big elaborate metaphor for like an like the like the best guitar player in town. So even though it sounds like I'm talking about an axe murderer, um if you if you if you read between the lines a little bit, you you, you know, it's it's a it's it's not really that obvious, but it's actually a song about a guitar player. So um but that was oh. another another that's another fun one to write and really it's a really fun song to play. I'll definitely be playing this one. Now before I I, I push play on this you keep mentioning Frank's name. Like, as much as he sounds like he's not there, he still plays on drums on all your tracks. Well, yeah, because these songs, I mean, listen, we made these songs before everything ended. So I'm, what am I going to, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm okay. not going to not, put, I'm not going to not put out the songs. Yeah. That's a good, uh, that's a fair question. Yeah. So he's, he's on the record. Uh, he's a great drummer. Uh, I can't take that away from him and I wouldn't want to. Um, but uh, so that, that's the story behind that. Cool. Okay. Yeah, because I keep hearing you say his name. I'm like, wait a minute now. That's right. That's right. You know, it's just such old news to me at this point that I don't, I don't realize what's coming out of my mouth. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, let's play this. Uh, let's play this killer in the woodshed, and let's uh, hear about who this uh, guitar player is. There you go.
I can picture myself sitting like on a, a patio in a rocking chair with a beer, rocking out to that tune. There you go. I mean, how about that guitar solo, dude? I mean, that's how you play the goddamn slide guitar. Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Absolutely. I we, were, we, were, we were in the studio, and I was like, Hugh, can you make it sound like you're stabbing somebody? <laughs> and he was like, no, no problem. No problem. <laughs> so. ah, that's awesome. Never heard somebody request that sound from a guitar before. Yeah, you'd be surprised what we say behind the scenes. But, yeah, it's all, it's all kinds <laughs> of stuff like that. Oh, man, that's awesome. That is so awesome. Cool. Now, uh, do you think it'll be all done and ready for this year, this this uh, double project? Or? That, you know what? I'm not sure because all of a sudden I kind of accidentally wrote like five new songs. Um, so well, dude, I'm you got to slow down. I know, I know. Um, uh, so I'm thinking about uh, putting out maybe a little EP under under the under the Crazy Rob Carlisle name with these five songs, just to have like a piece of, you know, piece of merchandise or piece of product or whatever you want to call it, like you know, just to further establish. Because I've been I've been going under that name when I do these when I do these live shows, and people seem to get a big kick out of it. Um, I heard one or two people were offended, so I, that that definitely tells me that I'm on the right track. Um, offended by what? So, I, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 it wasn't fully explained to me. Um, so I may do this quick little EP of just really short, fast uh, songs. The whole EP might last about my, – I, I, my, my goal is to kind of write – I'm trying to keep each song at 60 seconds. I'm trying to put out five songs at 60 seconds each. So um, nice. I may – yeah, I, I, I may do that. And um, – so we'll see what happens. Now, how'd the whole crazy Rob thing come about? That's, that's, um, you know, I just did a show. Um, I did an acoustic show at Pete's candy store, uh, about a month ago. And I actually designed the flyer myself. And, you know, I designed the flyer, I said, Rob Carlisle live at Pete's candy store, whatever it said. I was like, eh, just another dude playing the acoustic guitar, you know, like those, so I, I was like, and, and, I, and it's all, it's always sort of been in the back of my head to kind of come out with this moniker anyway. So I, I threw it up there on the fly and I was like, you know what, that sounds just sounds and looks like a lot more interesting. Um, and so that's why I've been doing it because I don't know, uh, acoustic shows do have a tendency to be a little, little, you know, little, let's be honest, a little boring, a little polite, a little staid. And so I just wanted just wanted to do something that raise, may, may, you know, may, raise eyebrows, so to speak. <laughs> give, give it a little shock value. There you go. There you go. This ain't cool. going well, to be the typical acoustic performance. I, I, I'll tell you what. I, the whole night, it, it's not going to be typical at all. It, it's going to be pretty wild. I, I nice. can't wait. Let's hope so. Be, I'll do my, yeah, I'll do my part. Night. <laughs> great, it's, great. It's going to be a good night of rock and roll. That's going to be the, the fun bottom line of it all. Nice. Looking forward to it, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me, man. I'm really, really psyched about that. Oh, absolutely, man. Well, as soon as I started putting this thing together, that's why I, I saw – I think I saw the flyer you did, the, that, the crazy Rob flyer, and it gave me the whole idea for this show. So, so there you go. It worked. Yeah. It, it raised my wait, eyebrows. Wait, wait, 
Wait, the flyer gave you the whole idea for the show? Well, that's that's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, because I, look, my my thing was like I was on teetering on the edge, like for most of last year. Like, do I like venture into this territory? Do I start putting on shows? And I was fighting on myself back and forth, and it was coming up on that the end of 2016, and I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, you just gotta do it. Do it. Have fun. Enjoy yourself, and whatever. So uh, when right. I saw your thing, I was like trying to set the first date for the first show, and uh, you know, I, I wanted to do something different. I didn't want it just to be like you know a normal show. I wanted it to be a little different. So I figured, all right, I saw that, and that's when I reached out to you. I'm like, all right. Yeah, that'd be first off. Here's different. You got crazy no, rock from New York coming down. There you go. There you go. So it works. Yeah. And then the other guys, you know, Mach 22, they haven't done a, an acoustic show in four years, so it's definitely gonna be cool for them. And nice. then uh, Danny, I mean, this is his like uh, it's like a first solo gig for him. So uh, he's got some old friends from old bands all gonna join him, and it's gonna be a cool thing. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, it's going to be a party. Looking forward to it. Yes, sir. Can't wait. So, all right. Well, you know what? I, I, I think we uh, we did it all. We said it all. I'm sure you can say more. You want to? Uh, anybody you want to talk about? Gene Simmons? Uh... Uh, Gene with the Rockets dead thing. Come on, Gene. Press play, motherfucker. Come on. It is brutal. It is brutal. Uh, he keeps saying it. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it must be nice to live in that bubble. And believe me, I'm, I'm a huge fan. So I'm a huge fan. I'm just commenting on the, uh, I'm just commenting on the, uh, the, um, the lack of, of 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 knowledge. That's all. You know what? It, it's not even that. Um, this is where I'm, I have to disagree with him. Where it's not even that rock is dead because I think it's far from dead because there's so many people out there doing it. It's just that there's just. People aren't buying it. That's the thing. That's part of the problem. Big part. Yeah. I, I don't understand why, but I mean, it's just not. But they're but 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 they're buying my records, and I like to say thank you very much. Well, there you go. So. That's yeah, all that things, then, could huh? be, things, things, things could be better. Totally, totally, and that's across the board with. The whole world of entertainment. I mean, everybody's taking a blow, so it's not just music. Totally, yeah. So that's why we're gonna do these uh, these crazy Rob shows and these unplugged shows and all these other goofy things to uh, right raise eyebrows, and uh, yeah, people have uh, you, you have a, you got merch you're gonna be selling uh, for people or? I do. Yeah, I'm gonna be bringing that, and I'm gonna be I'm I'm, I'm making some more stuff. Uh, based on the whole crazy Rob Carlisle character, I don't. I'm not gonna have that ready for Friday. I don't think, but um, I'll have a bunch of compulsion stuff, though, for sure. Nice, very, very cool. Coolness. Well, Rob, I'll be talking to you through the week. I want to thank you for uh, for hanging out tonight, playing some, uh, sharing some new music. I'm loving it. I'm getting all types of new music from everybody this week. I'm freaking loving it. Awesome, awesome. Stuff. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And uh, Friday night, everybody, the Tusk on South Street, upstairs, right. second floor. It's uh, it's the rock and roll living room, I'm calling it, because that's what it's like. Nice. Nice. You'll nice. love the place. 
little awesome. intimate place, couches, leopard skin walls. Yeah, it's good stuff. Awesome. Cool. Rob, as always, thank you, my friend, and I'll be talking to you soon. Thank you, Bay. And, yeah, we'll talk this week, man. Absolutely. All right. I'll talk to you. Yep. Take care. All right, there he goes, Rob Carlisle from The Compulsions. Check them out. Look them up. The Compulsions, they're all over social media, digital outlets, get their music, buy their music. He's got a bunch of albums out there on iTunes. Buy them. I did. You should. He's got some singles out there. Fascination Street, which we played. Check them out. Check out all the bands. Mach 22, they got stuff out there. Danny, I'm uh, I'm assuming he'll be having stuff out there pretty soon, so he's uh, he's gonna get back out there on the scene. So there you go. So everybody, I want to thank you so much uh, for tuning in tonight. I look forward to seeing everybody Friday night. Uh, South Street Tusk is where the place to be on Friday. Uh, unplugged, so you don't need to bring bring your earplugs. You just need to bring uh, yourself and uh, your wallet. Take care of your bartender, Mr. Mikey Premadonna. And uh, have a good night of rock and roll until uh, when do I return here? We'll be live on Thursday night. I think I'm going to be doing a show Tuesday night, too. I got so many interviews backed up. I got to start playing. I got Stephen Piercy from Rat. I did the other day. Uh, who else did I do the other day? Oh, la, la, la. I can't remember. I did like seven, eight interviews this past week. I, I'm like, my head is spinning. So, all right. Uh, thanks again, everybody. Remember, Toby's Room Radio, Toby's Room Entertainment. Check us out. Look us up all over Facebook, Internet, uh, Google us, you know, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, check us out. Like us, love us, follow us. And uh, remember something. Stay driven. See ya.